This time on the Triple T Productivity Podcast, I'm talking to the product lead at Evernote, Federico Simeonato. I hope I got that right. I, I'm really good at mashing people's names. He'll switch my Evernote off, I'm sure, if I got it wrong. Uh, it was an absolute delight talking to Federico. We chat about some of Evernote's new and upcoming features like the real-time editing, the new sync, the AI note cleanup feature, uh, and also the upcoming AI search. Uh, we also talk about how Federico uses Evernote himself uh, when he first discovered it. And there's a bit of talk about how the team pick new features as well. Now, it was a pleasure to talk to Federico. I hope you enjoy the chat. If you do, make sure you sub to the podcast. There's loads of links in the show notes. So let's get to it. Hi, Federico. Hi, John. Thanks for doing this. I bet you're a busy man at the moment, aren't you? Oh, well, it's been tough, <laughs> but, but I also love it. So it's nice. there's, there's been an awful lot going on in the last three months, I would imagine. Yes, uh, with, uh, with the whole set of updates that we've been doing on Evernote and, and getting to know the product and the users too. So uh, yeah. I'm happy that I'm finally starting to understand something. Yeah, right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's give you 30 seconds to tell everybody who you are and what you do starting uh, now. Thank you. Uh, I'm Federico. I am Italian, 29-year-old, uh, uh, was born and raised here in Italy. Uh, I'm super passionate about technology. Uh, my parents gave me my first computer when I was six or seven, I think. And then I fell in love with the Apple ecosystem with my first Apple Touch. And then I dropped out of college and started my own startup uh, after a couple of years of college. And then I joined Bending Spoons, where I've been now working for five years. That's pretty good, that. That was like okay. exactly 30 seconds then. <laughs> I did not prepare that. <laughs> so so what's, your, what's, your, what's your official title? Um, we don't use titles much. I guess the one that suits me would be like I'm the product lead of Evernote. Right. So you're like in charge of the product itself, the, the development of Evernote. Exactly. Especially the product management part. So that, that would be like making sure that the most important things get prioritized and built. Yeah. You mentioned you had your first computer when you were six or seven. What was it? Do uh, I don't know, really. It was a Windows PC that auto-loaded some video games. And oh. then I, after a, a few months, I was able to disable the, the auto-loader <laughs> that, that would uh, load the games. And I would, would, was able to log into Windows normally and started playing with that. <laughs> I was, you're far too young. I, I, my first computer was when I was 11, and it was something called a ZX81. Okay. Okay. And it had 1K of memory, one kilobyte. I, I know that every time I talk to people who are as passionate as I am about technology, they always are able to tell me uh, the amount of memory their computers had. <laughs> and and I, I always feel like um, I don't know enough about my first computer, so I should, I should go and ask some <laughs> questions to my parents. <laughs> um. So, so you're in charge of, of Evernote. Obviously, we all know about the Bending Spoons takeover, which kind of happened just at the beginning of January, I think, when you, you first got the, the keys to, to Evernote. Yeah, January 2nd is right. the official date. Um, did you know much about Evernote before the takeover? I mean, did you use it? Did, had you heard of it? Uh, well, sure. I used it for quite a while. Uh, mm. I, when I first started working on the acquisition, I checked and I saw that I had an Evernote account for uh, more than 10 years. Right. Um, I used it for, for a few years. And actually, I, when I logged back in, I found some old notes. Um, and then I stopped using it for different reasons. One is that I didn't uh, like the UI. 
mm -hmm. more uh, and and I also uh, started having more like complex needs when I started working and stuff so uh, but yes uh, I, I did use it and and I was also pretty surprised when I when I installed it again to to find that it was a pretty different product than, than what I remembered yeah so, so what are you using Evernote for at the moment I mean do, do you use it for for running things you know at spoons Yes, uh, we. I, I use it for work, and especially I use it with my team. Um, I, I'm pretty convinced that that a, a good PM is is a is a person who uses the product mm. themselves in their daily life. And and I always have it open. I uh, I'm currently using the the version that we are dog fooding. So the, it's a version like a, like a development version that we use internally before we send it out. And uh, and yeah, I use it especially for collaborating and sharing notes and notebooks. Fabulous. Um, so we've got a lot to get through because there's been a lot happening over the past few weeks. A lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's like it's like buses, you know, how, how like you wait half an hour for a bus and then three turn up at the same time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk. Let, let's go back. Let's talk about the, the new sync thing first, I think, which is which is rolled out to folk because this started a long, long time ago, didn't it? If I get it right, because I remember the old team at Evernote talking about this last year. Yes, yes, precisely. Um, this is something that was already um, well under construction mm. when we when we arrived, um, and and the the internal name uh, was RT, the real time editing. Yeah. Um, now, real-time editing is is the the name of the feature, but the what we what we were interested about was especially the technology because the technology behind the real-time editing feature allows Evernote to synchronize notes instantly between devices, um, and and that's what we saw uh, users complain about a lot, and so that looked like an opportunity to to make sync uh, magical. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's it's it is wonderful. It really is. I, I mean, yes. Just, uh, yeah. I, mean, I was talking to Stacy. Recorded a podcast with Stacy mm -hmm. earlier, and um, I, I was saying that I've got a little studio which I record podcasts and voiceovers and things in. And I got my desk is is just outside the studio. And, and what I do is I I, t I type things on, on Evernote and I update my scripts and things. And I used to have to like sit here in the studio, twiddle my thumbs and wait for it to update. But now it's just <laughs> it's just there. It's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. I think the team had, has done an amazing work yeah. uh, on on the feature, and and I really really love it when I, when I use it. Like I, I'm not pretending that we are the first to to build something like this sure. because Google already has it, and there are some other apps that that do have something com comparable. But I really like both the technology in general uh, for the product as well, and also specifically the way Evernote implemented it. Yeah, it was a bit of a complicated thing. I mean. Did Evernote end up having having to change the way all their data was stored? In a sense, yes. Especially the the structure of the single note is now is now a different format, which is why some users are seeing um, uh, a little um, that it's a little bit slower to to load a note for the first time mm. after they they adopt RT, because that's the moment when the note gets converted into the new format. Um, and but but yeah, in time the the, the conversion time will go away as, as soon as they start using only RT compatible clients. Has it has it been stress tested? Do you know how many can go on at the same time? Have you? Uh, as far as I know, we tried with I think forty people in the same note. Right, and it was working well. Uh, I'm not sure if if the team has tried with more connections at the same time. They might have. 
but, yeah. but what I saw with my eyes was, was 40, 40 yeah. 42 maybe. Yeah, because, I mean, 40 people in the same note would be chaos, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> recommend that. Not, not because of the technology it doesn't support it, because it should, but, but just because it, <laughs> you, you won't be yeah. productive if you have 40 people in the note. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, 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 uh, another part of the new sync was, uh, I think it was something which which you mentioned in in the blog post which you put live a few weeks ago um was that there's going to be further improvements of sync um further down the line what, what what can we look forward to what what does that entail yeah so there are two components to sync um one is the one that that uh, real time editing fixes so mm. um if i have a note on on my macbook and on my android phone for instance and i open it on both devices um and then i type I just see the keystrokes appearing, the characters appearing immediately on the other device. Uh, and that's amazing because it's just like, as you mentioned, uh, instantaneous synchronization for the same node. Yeah. But the other component to sync is what we call metadata sync, which just means that if I create a new note on one device, it might take a while to appear on the other, like the, mm. the, 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 the note in the list itself, like yeah. the, the fact, the information that there is a note, let's say. Uh, or that also applies when I share a note with somebody else. Uh, it might take a while to, to appear in their shared with me section. And so uh, the second thing we are tackling is, is that one. So we, we want to make it much, much faster to, to just uh, inform clients, the different devices, that there is a new note. And then when you open it, it it's going to have RT. So the, the editing is already, the, the editing synchronization is already mm. instantaneous. Right. It, will, will this will this help the syncing of things like tasks and and calendar entries and things like that between mobile and and um, and desktop apps? Yes, it should. Yes, all, all entities like attachments, tasks, um, images, notes. Um, yeah. 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 I, th- I think the, the other thing which I was thinking of the other the other day um, was it was at the moment you have to open the app for it, uh, on your phone for it to, to do the sync and everything and, and grab all the data and that. Is there a plan, do you think, in the future to do this in the background? Because I, I know some do, some I know Android's a bit fussy about that because of battery life, aren't they? Yes, that's that's the issue. And I think that iOS might be um, might be a bit severe in how they they. Um, allow users, mm. uh, sorry, allow developers to, to do background refreshes. There are some apps that do, but for instance, if you ever tried um, Google Photos or Dropbox or yeah. uh, Amazon Photos, you'll notice, you'll, you'll have noticed that they don't work well when you have the app in background, even if you need to upload your photos. So um, I think that this will not be easy to do. Um, but yeah, who knows? Let's see. I ask everybody who comes on the podcast the same three questions. And, and the first question is, what is your kind of number one productivity tip as a, as a product project manager? I'm sure you've had to give a few productivity tips in your time. Um, yeah. what, what's kind of like the number one tip? Let's see. Um, I think that for me, it is accountability, meaning mm. that um, as soon as I tell somebody that I'm going to do something, I find it much, much harder to um, break my promise, you know? Yeah. So like, uh, my tip would be just tell others what you plan on doing, tell others when you plan on completing it and when they can expect, expect you to be finished and, and then just like do it because you don't want to, to break your promise to them. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Do, do, do you set yourself kind of like personal deadlines on the things that you have to do? I do. And actually we, we do as a team. So mm. the team as every couple of weeks, uh, each individual um, 
just shares with the whole team what, what they plan on doing in the next two weeks. And we try to keep these goals as, as measurable as possible. So like, not like something like, I don't know, um, work on this or yeah. uh, improve that, but, but like um, having shipped AI node cleanup before they tax. Yes. That, that's a measurable goal. Did you do it? Yes or no? There is no like partially, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're almost like goals, aren't they? Like each task is a goal in itself. Exactly. Yes, yes, it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. The AI note cleanup. Um, mm-hmm. It's quite exciting, actually. I've been having a play with it. Is, is it... We're talking now on the 23rd of May. So that's... A, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a Tuesday. I'm losing track. Um, so... So where are we at? Is is it rolling out to folks yet? Yes, it is. Um, I just checked uh, before we we jumped on this podcast, and and I saw that the team enabled twenty uh, percent of users. On, right. the, the feature is enabled for twenty percent of users, and so um, I expect that if there are no issues, this is this is a very a very a tradition that we have but it's not not just a tradition we do it because we don't we don't want to mess up the release so yeah we release a feature to a few users we track metrics we see how it's behaving maybe something is broken etc most times it's not fortunately and so then we just increase the, the percentage of users that, that receive it and that we enable it for um and and so like now it's a 20 percent uh things are going well we're starting to receive the first um feedback forms and the first uh, errors too because there are always some yeah, but like yeah. it, it's it's promising for now and it's yeah it should be it should be out for everybody this week yeah it checks spelling which is brilliant that well it's good for me yeah i love it i, I love the fact that it, i'm not i'm not an english uh speaker natively sure. so i i i'm not also not an english speaker uh, an english writer natively of course yeah and uh and it's good when i'm in, on a meeting the, the use case which is which is it is perfect for is when i'm in a meeting I just take notes very quickly because I don't want to miss yeah. anything. So I don't care about form. I just I just want to write all the words, you know. Yeah. And so I write zero commas, zero dots, uh, no punctuation, no lists, yeah. uh, no bold, no capitalization, a lot of typos. And this feature is just great for that. Um, I, I I talked to some people, uh, other uh, Evernote experts, and they told me that they don't find it very useful because their notes are, are notes are always pristine. And <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this feature is not for you. If, if not... you are one of those people who take the time to do the work to, yeah. to make your notes perfect, then the feature is not for you. I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, no, it's not gonna. Yeah. Add no, much the feature the feature is definitely for me. Um, I'm like you. I just just scribble notes just straight out of my head, so I don't forget them. And Glad do, to hear that. What languages does it work in? Is it, is it all or just a few? There there is no language that I'm aware of that it doesn't support. Maybe right. there are some like very obscure languages that are uh, that are not that used or adopted. But but uh, but yeah, it should work for any language. Cool. It's the same technology as ChatGPT. So if right. you can write in a ChatGPT with your own language to see what's going to work. So, so is this is this tool using the open AI? Yes, APIs. Yes, yes. We, we are using open APIs models, and okay. we are um, juggling a little bit to understand which ones are the best. But, but yeah, yeah, we use their technology. How does the privacy side work on this? Because you you hear of. I think I think one of the things that a lot of folks are worried about with any type of generative AI is the fact that what you give it, um, it kind of like trains itself on on the things you you, you give it. Um, so so how how do we get around that? Is when we send 
when we hit that AI cleanup button and we send our note contents to the AI, uh, is it is it keeping that data to to train the AI? No, it is not. Um, right. So in our, um, so we made sure that they legally specified that they are not. Um, and in the enterprise version that, that we're using, um, they they rarely do. Uh, and, and people who partner with OpenAI can ask them to, to not do so and to opt out. So um, we made sure that, that they don't. Uh, and also we make sure that we don't send any more data than is necessary. So for instance, if you convert, if you want to, uh, clean up a note. Uh, we only send the text for that specific note. We don't send any, anything else, any like user detail, name, address, etc. Um, and we don't send like attachments, images. Uh, I also think we don't send tasks right. and uh, and other other things. We, we basically just send the the raw data of the note, and we receive the the cleaned up version. So there's kind of like a different version of, of chat GPT and, and OpenAI. There's a different version for what we see in like a chatbot on the screen when we use it as a consumer. There's a different version for companies and enterprise companies. Exactly, yes. That's good to know. And so, so how, I mean, I'm, I'm, how does it work? Um, well, no, don't tell me how it works because I really wouldn't understand it. Um, but are you kind of like sending a prompt along with the note contents and asking the the AI to do something? In general, for, for these language models, that's what happens on the right. So if you see AI implemented in other products, chances are that in 2023 that, that this is what's happening. So mm. um, you you basically have access to OpenAI APIs and you ask them to, to you, you send them some piece of text and you just attach a prompt to it. And you and and one of the things that that you really should should go do well is to write a good prompt. And yeah. so in our case, um, we have uh, Alberto, who is an AI researcher, who who wrote the prompt for the feature. Yeah. And uh, and and yeah, and we're always testing it and tweaking it a little bit. And for now, we are pretty satisfied, but but it can improve in the future without any kind of updates too. So what sort of things does it do? Because I've seen a lot of bullet points created. Is there anything I'm missing at the moment? Spelling bullet points. I, I've noticed it reorganizes attachments sometimes and puts them all together. Yes. Um, it, it, basically, the the things that, it, that it's best at is capitalization, um, typos, fixing typos, uh, adding or removing when necessary um, punctuation uh, or, or, or replacing mm. the punctuation with, with more appropriate punctuation and uh, also lists um, for yeah. instance yesterday I saw um, an expert with a, with a very long list of uh, numbered items which, mm. which weren't numbered in like there, there was no um, new line created between them so they right. were all in the same way of text basically that there was no new line for each item and when they ran the, the cleanup feature they it just created a, a, a ordered list for for each item, uh, so that that's one other example. So list and also um, titles. So it creates titles for sections and and uses bold to highlight yeah. the fact that that, that word or a couple of words is is a title. Very cool. Yeah, I've been having a little play with it, and it is very cool. I've, I've used it for a couple of um couple of reports for for clients because I just write stuff down as I'm working and then I can clean it up and just export it as a PDF and away we go. It um, saves a little bit of time. Um, That's nice. 
Yeah, one of the things I, I did think about whilst I was using it was was because some of my notes are a bit long. Um, will will there be a way to kind of like select text at some point and then and and then just kind of like activate the note the note cleanup just on some selected text? Yeah, we weren't sure if we wanted to to do this mm. uh, at the same time, uh, like at the first release for mm. for the first release, or to just keep it simple and just allow people to do it for for the whole note. Uh, in general, when we do something, we try to to keep it like the simplest we can, so that we can just deliver some value to to our customers and see how they use it. Because maybe because many times your opinions on how a feature should work change after you you see it used yeah. by people, no. And yeah, so yeah. we said, okay, instead of adding every kind of little feature we could to this version, let's just deliver the single. Um, piece that, that provides value and that's the, the one that's going out right now and then as soon as we have some feedback we'll just decide what the next steps are chances are that, that it that we'll likely do the selection uh, piece be earlier um than than planned but but let's see we yeah. I, I just i just had a call with a colleague and and he told me about uh, the first feedback that we received and it looks like it's uh, it's one of the requested things yeah 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 look forward to seeing it and um, say thanks to the team for for doing this because it's it's pretty cool i quite like it. i will thank you and um, the second question uh, that i ask everybody is what's the best piece of kind of like productivity or life advice you've ever been given you know maybe from a teacher or or a mentor or something i i don't remember who told me this it, it might have been a colleague or it might have been somebody on twitter or i don't know but I, I remember that I'm thinking about it at least every week, probably every day. And that is very counterintuitive. And it is that if you have 10 things you need to do today, and at the end of the day, you did all 10, it's very likely that you spent less time than you should have on the most important things. Yeah. So it's a bit counterintuitive because it tells you not to do some things, which is absurd in terms of like productivity, right? But at the same time, it, it gives weight to the things that, that they should, you should value the most. And, and I love it because I would, I would rather spend 80% of my time on the two most important things and, and like 0% of my time on the two least important things, Yeah, depending like, on how important yeah. they are. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We do spend a lot of time chasing tasks, don't we? We'll have like a list of things and there'll be like 10 or six or however many on the list and, and it, it's almost like a block where we have to complete them all for some reason yeah yeah i i different people work differently mm. so like i also um admire people who are task killers you know so like I, yes. i'm not able to do this because because of, of this uh, approach that i have but but I, I admire the fact that there are some people that just need to have completed everything they they have on their table um but but I'm more like a prioritizer. Right? I, I I'm perfectly fine not doing something if I, if I think that I spent my time in on most valuable things. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm kind of the same same on that. Um, one of the other little things which was teased in the blog post was something about AI note search that I think mm -hmm. was 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 you're looking at releasing something like later in the year or something like that. Explain a yes. little bit about what what it is if you can. Sure. So the concept of AI search is that you don't need to use keyword search to look for your notes. Mm. Um, this is already possible like on Google or, or on other software that uses semantic mm. search. So meaning that you can look for 
automobile and it will find your note even if you only use the word car for instance right, right. and it's not just about synonyms it's also about like other concepts potentially but um but this is only partially what 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 somebody really wants what i really want for instance um what what i think people really want when they look for something is an answer to their question right like i want to yeah. know can i expense my phone okay i yeah. i don't i don't want you to show me the note where I can learn how the expense process works, right? I just want right. to know, can I expense my phone or not? And the, the most valuable thing would be a system that is just able to tell you, yes, you can expense your phone. By the way, yeah. here is the note that, with, with all the information if you want to read more. Um, and so we're trying to build just that. But we are in the early process and we are starting to think about the design and how we should build it and, and what kind of questions uh, users would, would ask it. And we are evolving it rapidly. And it might be that in the end, it's a different feature than what, what we thought at the beginning. Um, but for sure, that's where we're starting. I think there is a lot of value in just asking uh, a question and having an answer in, in your language. Yeah, so it, it is kind of using natural language to try and find, find notes. Exactly, yes. It's, yeah. a, it's, actually, it's actually using both the natural language as a way to communicate and understand the content and the, the good old search that, that many users love about Evernote. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean I, I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking of all sorts of things in my head, but I'm thinking of like if I wanted to find all my phone receipts between May 2020 and November 2021, and could I, could I type that in and just find it? Yes. You see, this is a, an interesting example. And, mm. and I like the fact that you brought it up because um, this means that you want a series of notes unless you have all your attachments in the same note, right? Yeah. yeah. So this is, for instance, already different from what I thought of initially. Like initially, I just thought um, something that just tells me an information, right? So like, yeah. um, how did the marketing campaign work uh, for that product in July, right? And, yeah. and it just tells me it, it did okay, here is the note um, or, or something more advanced yeah. possibly. But you asked me, show me all the receipts uh, and, that, and that requires a list, a list of notes. Yeah. Um, and, in, and that's a little bit more advanced and, and you're not the first one to tell me this and mm. it's interesting. So we might have to evolve the, the feature a little bit instead of just giving an answer um, to be able to, to give a list of notes. Or, or like try to get it to, to give a selection of, of notes. So, um, yeah, it, it's a bit nuanced. Uh, we'll have to work on it. it. It's not as easy as AI notebooking. <laughs> so, so, so we're working on kind of like semantic language. But for, I'll, I'll use another quick example, I think, which might help folks understand it, maybe understand it a bit more. If I've got, say, my car insurance details scanned into Evernote and I ask the question, when, when does my car insurance expire? Is that the kind of thing... Exactly. That, that is precisely what I had in mind when, when I um, was writing the blog post. Um, a single piece of information, you ask a question about that specifically, and it just tells you in English without saying, you should read this document to find out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but yes, it's evolving. Like, as we talk to people, we see that, that what they want is not necessarily only that, but there, there's more. So um, we'll have to, to understand how to um, fill, distill it down yeah. to, to the most useful thing yeah so, so when's it coming out <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i have no idea um definitely not soon uh, like no. soon i mean not not next month no. um i i think we might have something out 
in the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it depends on, on our understanding of what people really need because I don't want us to, to put out something that, that people don't care about or, or don't find useful. Yeah, I mean, how much research do you guys do on that sort of thing of kind of like trying to find out what people want? Because, I mean, if you ask everybody, if you ask 100 people, what do you want? You get 100 answers, which is which is useless. That's that's pointless. Right. But but then then you've got to find some way of getting through the noise to find out what people... You can't just sit there, Federico, and think to yourself, well, I quite fancy having this built in because nobody else might like that, right? Exactly. How, how do you guys go about sort of sort of um, figuring out what features to to add? Well, that's a very hard question. Um, mm. There are many many different ways. Uh, so there is the more like Steve Jobs way, uh, in a sense, which is like the more like top down, vision driven approach, yeah. where you have somebody who says, "I think people want this," and even if yeah. they don't tell you, "I think I'm right," and so I'll build yeah. that and give it to people, and and they'll use it. But like Steve Jobs is famous just because he was able to do this yeah. uh, well. But there are also many, many people who, who are not able to do this well. And, and surely we don't have the arrogance of, of being able to do this well. So some features, sometimes when we have high confidence that, that it can be uh, highly useful to people, we might approach them like this. But it, this is not the case usually. Usually what we do is we try to talk to as many people as we can about mm-hmm. their uh, their workflows, what they want to do with the app, what, what features they use the most, etc., and ask them for feature suggestions. And then an important thing is trying to understand what they need versus what they want. Like sometimes people would tell you, please add a button there that does X. Yeah. Um, and, and if you talk to 100 people, 100 people will tell you they need a different button. But then maybe you, you try to understand a bit all this noise and, and you identify the real issue yeah. behind that. And maybe you find that 80 of those 100 people uh, didn't need a button after all. And, and yeah. they didn't need 80 different buttons in 80 different places. They yeah. just needed one more thing. Like now I'm, I'm talking abstractly, but, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty uh, easy to understand what I'm trying to say. So the third question I ask everybody is, is kind of what's your secret procrastination? How do you waste time? You know, when you're meant to be working, you're meant to be, <laughs> meant to be pushing out those Evernote updates. Um, it's, what do you do to waste a little bit of time? Well, um, there are two that, that come to my mind. Um, I am a little bit of a, I have a little addiction to, this is going to be strange, but I have a little <laughs> addiction to uh, app updates. So right. uh, my my tick that I have when I when I don't want to do something is I open the app store and I refresh and I see what, what new updates are there. <laughs> and if there are some apps that I'm really passionate about, I'll just read the change log and update them. Um, the other one is hopefully a little bit more normal. <laughs> um, and that is I, I, I refresh... Hacker News, the, the, the yeah, yeah. tech news uh, website, more times than I'm willing to meet in a day, probably like <laughs> 10 times or something like that. I, I, I lie to myself, telling myself that, that it helps me with my job, and probably to some extent it does, but pro- I'm well above the threshold of, of the <laughs> utility <laughs> frequency. <laughs> it's good for your soul to have a little bit of time to, to waste, isn't it? I think it gives your brain a little time to rest as well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, final couple of quick questions. 
which has always fascinated me. Do you know how many notes in total Evernote have? Uh, yes, I know. I think it's more than 10 billion now. No! Really? I, I think it is. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but for sure it's more than a billion. Um, I think I read somewhere that, that there are more than 10 billion notes on Evernote. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's only going up, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of data to convert over for this new sync. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Um, and, and one of the reasons why we didn't do it in, in batch is because it would have taken quite a lot. But the second reason is because, of course, people who don't have the new client update, uh, then they would need to convert them back. So actually converting them all to a new format would be a waste of time and resources, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And final question is, um, which sure. I'm, I'm, I know you're not going to answer, but um, so, so is the stuff that kind of you know is going to happen that we don't know other like secret features um there i, I can answer this actually um I, i'm not i'm not too secretive with with our roadmap the, the fact is is that um it's probably not going to be uh incredibly flashy but the thing that we understood as soon as we started working on evernote uh, and started talking to users is that what people value a lot is synchronization, reliability, speed, and, and like the stuff that, that almost sounds a little bit boring, no? Like, yeah. Uh, but, but, but when I, I, so I was in a, in an expert call um, a couple of weeks ago and I shared some, some information about the roadmap with, with them. Mm. And, and I told them that we will focus the vast majority of our fire, even, even now when we are pushing out AI not cleanup, when we are started, starting to work on AI search and, and other features, even now with this in mind, we still have like, I don't know, 80, 90% of our engineering firepower on uh, synchronization, reliability, and speed. For, and, and this is, is right. going to go on for many, many months. And, and I was a bit worried uh, to tell them this because um, I thought that, okay, this is probably going to be um, not very exciting, you yeah. know? Like, but to my surprise, they started cheering and applauding. Yeah. So uh, th th yeah. that's when I knew that, that our roadmap was actually the right one, uh, even though it didn't sound flashy or like we weren't announcing any new like, oh my God, this is a groundbreaking feature. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is, this is one, and I think it's a very good thing to do first because we want to put it, the product in, in the best way, in the best shape possible. Um, but we are already starting to think about what's next. And so yeah. like AI search is, is one thing that, that I wanted to write in the blog post to, to receive some feedback on and to see if people were excited about it or they were skeptical etc um but there are others like if we understand that people with rt they collaborate on notes much more than than they used to do in the past like mm. in the past it was a little bit of a chicken and egg problem because why would they collaborate on notes when they cannot even see in real time what other people yes. are right yeah, yeah right yeah, so yeah. Uh, of course collaboration was low now we we gave people a more powerful tool and we fixed synchronization at the same time which is yeah. like a win-win for everybody um if we see now that people collaborate on, on notes much more than they used to do, well, then it might make sense to give them even more powerful tools. So like giving them the opportunity to comment on, on sentences and, and documents inside the note itself, instead of like going, I don't know, um, in, right. on, on weird ways to, to do that. So commenting might, might be one of those yeah. things. That'd um, be cool. That would be cool, yeah. It, it depends on how much the, the collaboration evolves on, yeah. on, the, on the notes in the future. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now I was on that call and I was one of them waving and cheering when you said, <laughs> yeah, when you said, yeah, it was, abs- yeah, it's like, that is the fundamental thing. I, I think, I think a lot of folks who, who listen to the podcast, a lot of people who, who I talk to, but we use Evernote all freaking day. Yes. That, that's my, that, yeah. that's what I understood as well. There are some pretty, pretty, um, power users, uh, that they use Evernote every day, all day. And we just want to build the, the best tool for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Federico, thanks ever so much for your time. Um, much appreciated. Uh, it's been a great chat. I've learned loads. And, Thank um, you for doing this. Yeah, and um, good luck with the new features. We look forward to them. I'll see you soon. I'll see you in one of our calls. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Federico for his time. If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. Just search for the Triple T Productivity Podcast. Thanks for listening.